0: I got, I got lots of notes.
1: Perfect. I'm re- I'm hold on. Now yeah. I'm ready.
0: <laughs> okay, here we go. Um, you want to do the intro or should I?
1: You go for it. I'm gonna start okay. drinking.
0: Okay, here we go. Welcome to the childcare bar and grill podcast. Jeff Johnson here with Samantha Balch, not Hi. Lisa Murphy. How you <laughs> doing, Samantha?
1: <laughs> Hello. I would say aloha, but that's Tasha's line, and I don't want to take it.
0: But you're the one that's actually in Hawaii, so know, you can, you can say it.
1: I'll say howdy. Nobody says howdy.
0: Nobody says howdy anymore. So what are you drinking, Sam, here at the childcare um, bar and grill?
1: I am I am actually drinking alcohol for probably the first time ever. <laughs> Being on the bar and grill, I tend to I tend to go for like the Shirley Temple or whatever. Uh, this is hard kombucha. With oh hold on, what's in this? Coconut, pineapple, orange, nutmeg apple activated charcoal what does that mean who cares
0: who um, cares okay well we're going to have to we're going to have to work on your uh, your drinking choices but uh, no it's a, it's a it's a laudable step it's a step in the right direction
1: it's it's fizzy and there's booze in it and i think it tastes pretty good
0: the, I mean, you can't go. You can't go. go wrong from there. We're going to get into in a moment. We're going to get into the the octopi, oct, the octopi octopus. Uh, there's going to. The yeah, I mean, it's, it's probably mentioned in the uh, the episode title. That's what we're going to be talking about. But first, I got to talk about something else, Sam. Okay. Um So I started making my own dog treats.
1: Oh my god! Yes. Embrace um, the crunchy lifestyle, Jeff.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Well, I don't know what you hear this is not going to be very crunchy at the farmer's market. Uh, okay. Started started uh, visiting this uh, this butcher guy who had uh, who had liver dog treats and this basically dehydrated cow liver.
1: And, okay, sure, uh, sure, sure.
0: So I I, bu- I got a bag of those and the dogs loved it, but um those treats need to be stored in the freezer long term and I was going to start I wanted to stock up because you know winter's coming those we're in Iowa winter's always coming and so I thought about stocking up but I didn't want to give up a lot of freezer space to frozen dehydrated liver that um, is sort
1: of an interesting take if you had yeah. people over for dinner
0: yeah and so so the dude's like oh oh you can do it yourself you can you can de- buy some liver and dehydrate it in the oven and I'm like Okay, and so I got the uh, got the cow liver, and I I sliced it into into slices.
1: Okay, and I so it's not the whole liver. I'm picturing oh an entirely- no. Well,
0: I wanted the whole liver. My butcher, I have a butcher. My butcher I only had uh, butcher. the pre-sliced, uh, the pre-sliced uh, liver, so I went with that. But I cut into s- the thin slices he had into strips, and then put on the parchment paper and got uh-huh. the oven set real low. Got it, got it. Uh, pried open with a a wooden spoon so the so the. Uh, Moisture can escape. And it's yep. like a seven hour process. And and the dogs are like every time I go in the kitchen, they're like, Are they ready yet? Are they ready <laughs> yet? Happening. And and it's and it's great. And it's it's like I'm making cookies, like we make cookies when the kids With were liver. little. Except the uh the dogs are are into that liver smell and, and it's been just delightful. So I'm a real homebody making my own You really own are. Liver but, now
1: the question I have. So, mm-hmm. first of all, when you said liver dog treats, I imagined like a a shaped dog treat, you know, mm-hmm. like a biscuit that had sure. liver in it. Now, knowing yeah. that it is simply liver jerky, have you also partaken in the liver?
0: I have not yet, but I am going to. I hear, um,
1: it's, I hear it's very healthy.
0: Oh, it's supposed to be really healthy. And I've, I've also started making egg bites for another reason, Ooh. just for fun. And so I've tried I tried them with sausage, but I thought maybe, uh, maybe liver. Um, liver. But, but then I don't egg bites with liver but then i don't know if those would be for me or for the dogs um hmm. so that's just Good a little point. bit what's going on in my life
1: that's just, that um, reminds me of the poem "Sliver of liver
0: um oh, please recite it
1: it's, it's a it's a children's poem hold on i have to find it
0: okay find um it. i'll I'll, I'll filibuster um well well sam was looking for the the liver poem ah, i'm gonna oh the liver you got poem. it
1: okay i do i do have it all right go ahead it is loading for me to read Oh, what is this? Google lied to me. All right, here it is. <clears throat> it's very long. I'm only going to read the first stanza. Sure. Um, just a sliver of liver they want me to eat. It's good for my blood, they all say. They want me to eat just the tiniest sliver of yucky old slimy old slivery liver. I'm saying no thanks, not today. And uh, uh, the poem continues with not wanting to eat the liver.
0: Authored by?
1: I don't remember. I, it's in my um, Bill Martin Jr. collection of children's poetry.
0: Sounds like a okay, Shel Silverstein kind of thing.
1: It does sound a bit Silverstein-y.
0: All right, That's so a- let's get into this topic. Uh, okay, a yeah, couple back to of-
1: Octopi. Yeah, I'm um, gonna get
0: into the octopi. Um, so like a mm, couple months ago I get a picture from Sam of a a octopus in the uh, the water play last century water play table of, uh, yep. of the program you work in. And I thought it was delightful when uh, uh, Simon Nicholson wrote his theory of loose parts back in the very early 70s before Sam was born. He actually mentioned um, living things as loose parts. That's a specific Did he really. Yes, he did. I mean, we think loose parts are just you know shells and and well, stones. Well, that's why I say that
1: that has never like in any of my quote education unquote that's never come up. Well, I because,
0: to- I mean, you got to read the sources, and so and saying, Nicholson- I got to go back to the start. Yeah. So Nicholson is talking talks about loose parts and uh, as 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 physical objects and living things and other people and concepts like up can be a loose part. And, Mm -hmm. and so I love, I love the idea of the octopus as a loose part of the program, but I also love the idea of the octopus in the program as just kind of a visitor, kind of a guest, um, as, as a, a sensory experience as a, a brain feeding novelty. So, uh, tell listeners about the whole, the whole octopus experience.
1: At first, I just want to say that "brain feeding novelty" is now my new favorite phrase, and i'm I'm going to be I'm going to start using that like everything in the classroom. Like, is this a brain feeding novelty, well, or get the this, is this a as worksheet? Well. Um, so the octopus came about. We have in our part, we have lots of amazing, delightful people that work in our program, and one of the people I don't know if this individual wants to be named on air, um, but they are wonderful and delightful, and I'm going to come up with a name for them and I'm going to name them Josh. Okay, That's what came to my mind, that is not their name. And Josh does a lot of really cool things. Josh is an accomplished fisherman boat person among all of the other, he's also an incredible gardener. He's really cool. Um, but the one day he was out fishing before he came to work, he works in the afternoons and he drags a big cooler in to the classroom and we say, Josh, what is that? And he says, Oh, you'll you'll see. Some of you know what this is. Some of you have seen this before. So I am very excited because I am also a toddler. And he take him. After, we're all eating lunch at that point when he comes in. So once we're finished, he invites us outside. And he's also got two giant what look like gasoline tanks, uh, massive. And I don't know what's inside them, but they're they appear very heavy. So I see he's puttering around outside in the backyard, but I'm, you know, eating lunch with the children, kind of focusing on that. So when we're finished, he invites us outside and he has the water table set up and in it he has poured some water and that's what was inside of his jugs. He has poured in some, wa- some ocean water and he opens up his cooler and inside is an octopus. This octopus is about uh, like the head of the octopus is about the size of your palm. So Aww. it's not massive, it's not huge, um, but it's, you can see it, it's not a baby, <laughs> you can you can see it, he picks it up and he just starts holding it and I am over, it. I am losing my mind because this is so cool. Oh, that's an octopus. Some of the other children who have been at the school for years, we're sort of the second classroom, there's like three classrooms at our school age-wise, there's like the young children, 18 months up until they turn about two and a half and then about two and a half to about three and a half, four, and then about four to about kindergarten age. So we're that middle classroom. So some of the children were in the younger children's classroom. They're like, I know this. You brought this octopus last year. To which Josh says, I brought an octopus. I did not (laughs) bring this octopus. This is a different octopus. So he picks it up. And he's talking about it. He's talking about it's an octopus. A lot of the children, because if you give a three-year-old anything, they will tell you facts about it because they love to do that. So a lot of the children are telling us things like, oh, it has tentacles. It has eight legs. It has suckers. It sure does. And Josh puts it into the water table that has been filled with ocean water. And we all just gather around. And we're just staring at it. Our water table is clear on all sides. So on the sides and the bottom. So we can kind of stare at it. It's very still for a while, obviously. um, Because it's got a bunch of three-year-olds yelling about it. Sure. And then George starts to kind of touch it. And he invites us all. He's like, if you'd like to touch it, you can. It will feel a little slimy. You can use sort of a a phrase I like to use a lot is two-finger touch or one-finger touch. um, To like encourage them to pull the the rest of their fingers back so they're not like grabbing things so some of them are reaching in to touch it you can tell some of them will put their hand in the water and then immediately pull it back like this is too much for me I am not doing this and they're like "Ah!" doing the little you know young children scream some of them going right in and patting it on the head just patting the octopus's (laughs) head and the first time I got to touch it actually like wrapped one of its little tentacles around my finger and I could feel its suckers which was really cool if a bit freaky like oh okay hello <laughs> hi <laughs> you are a living creature i don't know what to do with you and josh is again explaining everything in these wonderful like simple terms but also really accurate terms so he's saying you know this this is not a poisonous creature it, it will not hurt you but it might be scared of you because it doesn't know you it's never met you before it lives in the ocean now it's in a really little tank so it might be a little scared. It might not want to move. Some of the children realize that, cause you know, you've got 24 of them crowded around the water table. Some of them realize if they lay on the ground and look up, they can see the bottom of the octopus. So some, now some of them are going under the table. They're totally upside down. they're staring up like, oh, I see the suckers. I can see the suckers and they're telling us all about it. Sometimes George will like kind of nudge it on the head and it will start moving away and then they'll all run to the other side and then they'll run back and they'll run to the other side. It did not do any inking, which tells us that it was pretty safe. It started to change colors a little bit. It was like when it first came out of the cooler, you know, it's kind of like grayish white, like really that sort of startled color of an animal Mm -hmm. that, is good at camouflage. And then it kind of started to mellow out a little more browns in it. Um, I was curious what would happen if we gave it a toy. Like if we gave it a Duplo block, like what would it do? Would it, would it play with it? Cause they are smart creatures and they're interesting creatures. What would it do? Or is it just like, I don't want any of your weird stuff. Please don't speak to me. I am, I am merely existing here. <laughs> so it hung around for about 30 minutes. And then he took it to the other classrooms so that everybody could see it. And then he released it back into the ocean because he didn't want to keep this one, which is totally fine. And they talked about it for several days after.
0: Sure.
1: And we, we did mention this at the beginning a little bit, but I, I do presently live in Hawaii. So like we're an islands, there's lots of ocean around. These children are, they know the water much better than they know like snow
0: mm-hmm.
1: or birds. Um, but they know ocean creatures because they go they go to the beach all the time. They're growing up in a in an island community. So for them, I was so struck, you know, just for them to have that. Like, here's an octopus. You can touch it. It's beyond what you read about. It's beyond what's in the ocean. It's beyond what you've seen at the aquarium. It is this living thing that you can touch. They are making commentary about it. My favorite was when it started moving from one side to the other. And they're, very, they're incredibly soft creatures, as you might know. And it hit the side of the tank and just kind of went, beep. And one of the kids says, oh, it booped. It booped. <laughs> like, is it hurt? No, I think it's okay. I don't, I don't think that hurt the octopus. I think it's very soft.
0: I have to put a helmet on the poor little guy. <laughs> um, I, I love this for so many reasons. I love it because Josh thought of it. Right. And uh, that makes me think that he is a very intentional, thoughtful caregiver who sure kind of uh, is is into the stuff that the kids would be interested in, and yeah. and always thinking about that even when he's away from work. Right. So, and
1: it's not that he doesn't have a life because sure. he totally. He does things. He has a life, but he brings himself into the classroom in these beautiful, authentic ways. Yeah. That of course, all of the children love him. Of course, all of the teachers love him. Yeah. Because he's great to be around. He's an incredible caregiver. He knows that everything is holistic. It's not compartmentalized. He's not bringing half of himself into the room. He's bringing him whole, his whole self.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I I love that. Um, we might have to have to get him on the show at some point. You should. Um, he's great. He, he can stay. He can stay. He can stay. Josh, if he doesn't want to reveal his his, <laughs> uh, his real name. I know it's not his
1: name, but like I don't. I don't want to name someone who doesn't yeah. want to be named.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I love I love the novelty of it because our brains hunger for novelty. We're always I mean, we're wired as humans to be on the lookout for novelty all the time. And and so even even these kids that are living on this island surrounded by ocean, which which maybe not full of octopus. I mean, you couldn't like walk to the States on top of octopi. Uh, I mean, so it's not full, but there's 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 I'm guessing there's, there's a not- lot of mouth there. Yep. Um, it's I saw probably- some the other week. Probably not a, a daily occurrence for those kids. And right. so there is some novelty. Or were, were any of them like, oh, another octopus? Oh.
1: None of them were like that. There were some that were like, oh, I saw this last year. I saw this last. But that was yeah. even more for them, like, oh, this is part of my history. I yeah. know this. I, I can expect Josh to bring in these incredible, interesting things. And I remember that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love that, I mean, and, and that that unexpectedness is it was just
1: like a random Tuesday. Yeah, you <laughs> didn't we, tell anybody; it just happened. Yeah,
0: and 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 those those kind of moments are the moments that become sticky for children. Uh, those are the things that they that they remember from their childhoods. They're not going to remember. I mean, I, I I made a lot of crappy art projects throughout my my. <laughs> First 10 years of life probably don't remember one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, you remember the things that that spark that that novelty response that we have. And so this is that's going to be a memory for for some kids. And so being able to create an environment where you can build those long-lasting memories is a is a valuable experience.
1: Absolutely. And Any, just oh, go ahead. No, it's it just just like continuing with that thought. Like, like you said, we don't, we as adults don't remember a lot of the stuff we did in our childhood, but the things we remember, you know, those are gonna be time spent with special people, things that were full of novelty, things where we used our whole bodies, things where we got to work independently and solve problems, or when we were working with a group of our peers to solve problems, or when we saw something so fantastic that we, you know, it shattered our brain at that point that we got to experience that. Like, I, I will be talking about the octopus. For quite yeah. some time. That's I, didn't, I, I didn't see the
0: octopus and I've been talking about the octopus. <laughs> <laughs> I've not only talked about the octopus to you, I've talked about the octopus in in trainings. I've done talking about loose parts and, and other it's things cool. since I heard the story it's of the just, octopus because it's, it's
1: as cool it, as hell. Yeah. <laughs> and it reminds me of this. I forget whom I whom I was reading. I I will go, if you pester me, I will find it at some point. Um, but just this idea of like school can be pleasurable. We can have good, happy memories here and we should. We should not be trying to stave off the pursuit of things that are interesting just because they're interesting or that make us happy just because they make us happy. Yeah, Like the octopus made us happy. We do not have a curriculum about the octopus. We did not have questions about the octopus. We did not have any sort of follow-up work, quote unquote work, about the octopus. It happened. It was an experience. And then, you know, kids kept talking about it periodically and George ended up bringing in a couple other really interesting creatures too that we would then talk about. But it was never like, oh, now we have to build off of this. Like we have to capture this academically or whatever. It was just allowed to be.
0: It it wasn't a week?
1: No, it wasn't a week. (laughs) And on
0: top of that, there's a shitload of learning going on. I'm, I'm guessing there was, there was, it sounds like there was lots of conversation. Yep. Um, there was, there was uh, probably some, some uh, self-regulation going on, uh, yes. practicing, touching it gently yes. with that two finger touch. And I, think, I will so- say actually
1: like on that point, it was a really great experience for me because I think a lot of times with, you know, the child I'm talking about, the one that, is doing everything all the time, mile a minute, rolling, running, yelling. Like, and a lot of times our first reaction to that child is like, oh, they have poor self-regulation. Those children were the ones who were waiting, who were being very gentle. I'm like, oh, it's not that you don't, quote, don't have self-regulation skills. It's that you're not seeing a use for them right now. But when you, want, when you need to use them, when you're like, oh, this is an important time, you are flawless. Yeah. So how am, I, how am I now going to use that information to better my practice with you in the classroom? That tells me that something I'm doing during the day is not speaking to you. And that's a, that's a me thing. That's not a you thing because you have these skills. I have seen them.
0: Yeah, and the way those skills get honed is to have those opportunities to to bring them out and yeah. and, and you got to build the environment to that. And so there was also, I mean, there's the the recall of information, those kids who had other octopus knowledge or sharing it with the other kids. And so they're kind of uh, using their three or four year old expert knowledge to inform the other ones. And that's, that's great. And it's uh, a, it's a freaking awesome sensory experience. Um, and so there's, there's so much there for, for something that look for me to bring an octopus into a classroom of three-year-olds where I live, be a little bit of work some work but uh but and 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 look for for josh to do this i mean he filled up the two containers with uh seawater not to say it
1: wasn't work for him because he did he he caught it yeah (laughs) physically go and catch this octopus so of course it was work but you could tell it was this joyous kind of work
0: oh sure for him to be
1: doing like he he was bouncing off the wall when he got like he was buzzing with excitement about sharing this with us I was like, I want every day to be like this. This is so great. How do I make every day like this? Yeah. And, yeah, you know, like you just said, Jeff, like, yes, it would be a massive amount of work for you to bring one in your present environment. And you have all sorts of cool skulls and stuff that are, you know, more native to where you are. That stuff's super cool. Like yeah. there, everyone listening, there is cool stuff where you're at. That yeah, you I was, can bring in for that novelty, for that pleasure,
0: it, and it, it doesn't have to be a big thing. I I I would stop by the. Uh, I mean, this is Iowa. We have rivers, and we have fishermen, and so I would stop by the uh, convenience store slash bake shop, and wow. and pick up earthworms, and yeah. just putting earthworms in a sensory bin and watching three year olds interact. I mean, not quite an octopus. You could you could tie you could. You could hot glue, you could yeah, you could tie them into knots and kind of make a faux octopus out of earthworms if you wanted to.
1: Do not call the ASPCA on us. Yeah, don't do not,
0: don't do that. Not that was to do that. yeah, that was that was a joke. This is don't hyperbally. really. Yeah, don't 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 tie the earthworms we, we do, together. Do not try
1: this at home.
0: But I mean, one little girl I remember doing this. She was she was terrified. She was about four, and she had never had earthworm experience before in her life, and she was just terrified for about forty minutes and then she's like touching them and then 40 minutes after that she had named three of them and it was a mommy and a daddy and a little girl earthworm and she's pulling them around like they're having this and so she's she's engaging in small world play with earthworms um from from being terrified to touch them a little bit ago and then a, a, a little while later she was holding one by I don't know which end of the earthworm it was, one of the ends, and and spitting it around in circles. um you made a
1: propeller
0: yeah i mean and okay look there's that's very stemmy that's a very stemmy experience if you want to get uh get all sciencey on it but also i had to tell her look i i don't the worm doesn't have a real developed nervous system but that might be giving him a headache i
1: I Um, still think the worm might feel that yeah
0: he was he was getting longer because the faster she spun the longer he got which was was,
1: inches longer yeah
0: (laughs) um so so just that kind of stuff um uh, I mean, just paying attention to the the living objects in your playground. Um, and great yeah. if you've got if you if you've got octopi on your playground, good for you. I
1: want to come to your school.
0: Um, <laughs> but but I mean, in Australia, I visited a program that had a beehive, and they're they're these Whoa. little they're these tiny little bees. But the kids would, every time I visited there, somebody had to take me over and show me and take the lid off and show me inside where the bees lived and and tell me so that I was going to get stung. They were just bees, and and that kind of stuff. And so we the living objects. Bees.
1: Hmm? Yeah. We, and we have, we have millipedes and some oh. kinds of beetles that I don't know about, but every day I, sometimes I work with the older classroom as well. And every day this week has been, let's go find the millipedes. Let's go find them. We got to see what they're doing. And they figured out they're usually under something. And sometimes I ask them, you know, I'm like, why do you, why do you think they're only ever under there? Like, I never see them in like the Skyroom playground where I work. I never see them you know, with the younger kids, they're like, oh, they only like cold spaces. I'm like, oh, cool. So you're like in my head, I'm like, cool. So you're developing all these theories about where these creatures live and what they need to survive and I don't have to sit here and lecture you about it you are doing all of this work
0: that's that's you awesome are, experiencing are, are these like the cucumber sized uh, millipedes the big giant ones or are they oh no, no more manageable okay good
1: yeah these are very not, ta- you can get like six or seven of them in your not, hand not the scary ones yeah and uh,
0: along those lines back in our family child care days jack who is um in his early 20s now um when he was three he he was the boss of the rocks. We had a bunch of big rocks and maybe some, some log slices and stuff. And he, he knew when they had most recently been turned over and, you know, it had to sit for a couple of weeks before you could turn over and find bugs under it. That and is so true. In, in his head, he had them all figured out so that almost every week he had something he could turn over and find new bugs to, to goof around with, because that that's, so he was a bug cool. kid. Yeah. 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 And so just the.
1: Wow, what a profound sense of time.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it was, it was, it was an amazing thing to see. And so um, I don't know, it's probably time to wrap this episode up. Uh, we should probably have some sort of conclusion. Um, living things are loose living parts. Things
1: are really interesting or like things that used to be living and are now dead. Those are sure. interesting too. Um, there's no reason why you can't bring them into your classroom. And there's no reason why they have to be related to something else. It can Is just it, be something neat you bring in because it made you giddy with excitement when you it, found it or when you it, caught it or when you saw it.
0: Yeah, you, we you don't.
1: I, I am giving you permission to do that.
0: We don't have to have to s- tell everybody. Don't have to save that thing for uh, for the uh, week that the letter starts with it, that kind of right, thing. You, don't, you know,
1: it doesn't have to be a that. week. To do the octopus
0: don't have to do that I,
1: I am officially freeing you from that obligation
0: all right well l- l- there you go listeners you've uh, got <laughs> Sam's permission if you uh, if you're bringing anything interesting into the classroom I'd like to I'd like to hear about it I got a, a note I gotta wrap up before we wrap up I got a message from a uh, listener harmony the other day I don't know if harmony is her name or if it's a screen name I don't really know harmony um, but harmony mentioned um, for for some episodes back I mentioned that uh, that the uh, bring on some uh, new co-host was going to be weird for me because Lisa, except for some very early episodes, Lisa had been on every episode and Harmony, who's been going through the, uh, the catalog, uh, informed me that that was not true. Lisa cool. spent some time in Europe a couple years back and we had about, uh, a couple weeks, maybe a month of episodes where, uh, my honey bunch Tasha and I did episodes because Lisa was gone. So, uh, a Harmony message to, uh, to, to clear me up on that. I I've never listened to an episode of the show. So I'm, I'm glad people like Harmony are out they there telling back. me
1: checking him. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. I, and I appreciate it. If I get anything else wrong, I, I hope somebody'll will, will let me know about that. So um, you know, this isn't this isn't weird. Lisa's been gone before. Yeah. This
1: is <laughs> this cool. isn't weird. We're not struggling.
0: Yeah. No, we <laughs> talked for half an hour, Sam. Um Let's go. Any any final thoughts? You want to plug anything before we wrap up? Uh any any no, profound. Real. You can hey. do it.
1: I'm excited to hear about the weird things you bring in to your sad. Please go, Jeff
0: kombucha what are you the drinking
1: is great i'm having a great time
0: okay great um <laughs> have, you, have you heard of whiskey what's wrong with just whiskey
1: what's wrong with whiskey is that it's three in the afternoon here
0: uh, lightweight this <laughs> has been the Childcare bar and grill podcast we'll be back soon with an episode thanks for listening bye-bye ahui ho yeah what sam said
1: I mean, see you later
0: Oh, there we go. You have Um, have
1: some new vocabulary now.
0: (laughs) Oh, we have. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production.
1: Oh.